Hey, and welcome to Gilmore Girls Girls. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet because it is a nice long episode with my cousin and best friend since childhood, Leah. She lives in Nashville. I live in New York, so we don't get to see each other that much, but I was down in Nashville to help her shop for a wedding dress. Um, we did not say yes to a dress, but it was so good to get to see her um, and get to celebrate a little bit with her her and her fiancé, TJ. And um, it was also a perfect opportunity to get to record her and talk about Gilmore Girls Girls. And we decided to talk about freshman year and what that was like for us and what, what we related to on Gilmore Girls and didn't relate to... Um, So yeah, we had a lot of fun. We laughed a lot, talked a lot. Um, We could talk for hours. Um, Side note, we didn't get into this in the episode at all, but we went to middle and high school together. And we were together all day in school. And we would come home and just sit on the phone with each other in silence, watching TV or um, on the computer. And my mom, my dad was like, you have to get off the phone. So yeah, as you can imagine, um, we had a lot to talk about and it was so much fun. So I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. I also am interested to hear any of your freshman year stories. So tweet me at Gilmore Girls Pod or shoot me an email, gilmoregirlspod at gmail.com and let me know. And actually, it's funny because I think it's something I haven't totally reflected on much since it actually happened. Like, I remember, like, when it happened, I felt like we were all busy pretending like we were, like, having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Which we, yeah. it, was, it wasn't, like, it was having fun, but, like, busy pretending, like, um, everything was great and we were just, like, fitting in. And then once it was over, it was such a relief for it to be over. You don't, like, talk about it as much anymore. And then college ends on a high note. You remember the high note, and you don't talk about it. So I'm interested to hear what it was like for you reflecting back on it. Yeah. Um, I have a distinct memory of you telling me your first semester how hard freshman year was. And I remember Mm -hmm. telling you something like, I love freshman year. UNC's the best school ever. And... Because my life was so busy that first yeah. semester. It was like I joined a sorority. I had I just had a lot going on. I was figuring out classes. I didn't mm-hmm. have time to reflect until the second semester. And my sister was there. Yeah. My older sister went to Catherine, ended up going to UNC with me as well. And so I had a little bit of home there. But something happened that second semester where I just, like, missed home so much. Yeah. I feel like I, I jumped headfirst into freshman year and then, like, looked back and was like, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, I mean, it's so hard to put yourself back in that mind space because obviously you, so I ultimately wound up loving college and so yeah. I remember it as overall a positive thing, but yeah, it was really hard. I remember laying in my bed and being like, okay, if I think of it as I have six weeks until fall break and then six weeks until Christmas, like I can, if I can figure out a way to go home every six weeks until graduation, I'm never not home. I'm always like six weeks away from being at home. Yeah. And just thinking it'll never pass and then of course it did thank goodness but even sophomore year has there was a little bit of a rough spot yeah but yeah it was hard um we were, ta- we were talking earlier about move-in yes God. what that was like move-in was so traumatic for me actually because um so we had this thing called freshman camp where you at about like probably 50 to 75 freshmen ended up going to this camp it was mostly out-of-state kids because mm-hmm. unc is like 80 percent in state yeah and um, we, they had this theory that if they ripped you away from your parents, <laughs> that that would somehow help things, like yeah. ease the break. Or, mm-hmm. um, and so they only allowed parents to drop you off in the car, and then they would, like, shove you down a tunnel of people yelling <laughs> and screaming your name. Oh, God. And then you didn't get to say bye to your parents. That's horrible. I mean, you kind of did. Like, you had to get your stuff from mm-hmm. your parents as you got out of the car, and... Um, and I remember at first thinking it was really cool until I looked back and saw my mom crying (laughs) and I like, I'm such a mommy's girl sometimes. And so then I started bawling and, and my mom was going to leave the next day and my dad was staying till I was, till camp was done. But 
Yeah, it was super traumatic. But I don't feel like I know any stories that aren't a little traumatic yeah. of parents leaving. There were some kids who took it really well. We're like, thank God I'm here. Right, right. But Oh, I always yeah. had a hard time. I remember because I, I would go to sleepaway camp and – you were there the first time. The first time I went to sleep at camp was with you. We were. Yes. Um, I was the youngest kid at camp because you had to be seven to go to camp, and they let me go when I was six. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, or maybe you had to be seven. You had to be eight, and I was seven. It was like my birthday was that Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was the youngest kid at camp, and I remember like crying the, the first three nights of camp, and then there was like what two nights left. <laughs> And then, like, and the counselor being Aww. like, what would you do? What would your mom do if she was here to help you, like, stop crying? I'd be like, if my mom was here, I wouldn't be crying. <laughs> Which, of course, looking back, the counselors were, like, 19 years old. So, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. oh, okay, that's kind of disturbing to think that, like, two 19-year-olds were left in charge <laughs> of an entire cabin full of eight-year-olds. Yes. And our um, parents were totally okay with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but I had such a hard time um, with goodbyes. Yeah. Mm. But... Yeah, we I did a I, was, I did a freshman orientation program for community service, and so we didn't get ripped away, um, but we did I did have to like leave by myself to go to this thing, and I do remember I was so relieved we had to do one of those games where it's like all right, gather by eye color now gather by hair color and you like have to introduce everyone to the group. And they were like, it seems odd. <laughs> it makes it sound like it was really racial. Yes. There were things like gather by month of your birth. And oh, okay. you'd be like, June, okay. June, June. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, gather by t shirt color and you'd introduce mm-hmm. yourself to everyone in the group. And so one was like, gather by state. And so I was with two other people from Georgia. And then they said, I claimed Georgia then, although sometimes I claim Tennessee, but I claimed Georgia because there were other people from Tennessee there. And they said, now gather by like type of shoe. And of course, the other person from Georgia, my friend John Christman, was also in Chacos, like a good southerner. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> so that's how I met John. Um, and I met Allison, who's still one of my best friends. So it was ultimately good. But I remember thinking, like, I it was just so stressed out being away from my parents. I was like, I hate this. I hate these people. And I will never like any of them. And that's yeah. how I met Meg, who's already been on Gilmore Girls Girls, and Allison. <laughs> but I remember thinking, like, this is horrible. I will never make friends like I made in high school. I hate it. Yeah, it's like this panicky feeling. Mm-hmm. These people don't know me. Um, and Rory, just, you know. Yeah, tie it in. Tie yeah. it into Gilmore Girls. I feel like she's had such a funny, because I think I remember that Lorelai brought her there and, and tried to leave. And came back and slept on the floor yeah, with her. Yeah, and like brought all this food and all the girls in the hall mm-hmm. came in and tried all the takeout food for Maria. Yeah. And they're like, your mom's so cool. Yeah. And it was just... That, yeah. Which is interesting, actually, because that's something that I was thinking about um, reading a book. I read a book um, in a sociology class at Penn called Promises I Can Keep. It's about why poor women choose motherhood over marriage. And it connects to, to say mm-hmm. that they talk about how some of the young mothers wind up not completing college because they're the first person in their um, generation to go to college. So when they call home and they're like, I'm homesick, I'm miserable, the parents haven't gone to college. And obviously... Laura, Lorelai's parents went to college, but Lorelai didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. when she calls home and, and Rory's like, I'm homesick, Lorelai doesn't have the frame of reference to be like, everyone is homesick, you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and thankfully, my dad yeah. could calm down my mom in that respect. I think my mom was like, my mom also takes a more negative look of, view of things looking back, and my dad's like, she'll be fine. Yeah. You're supposed to be homesick, she'll be fine. <laughs> um, and I was the third child, so oh they were gosh. like, well... <laughs> We've seen this. A little, a little eaglet getting thrown out of the nest. Like, fly. Fly, little eaglet. Praise God. Yeah, and you started and you started Rush, like, really soon after arriving on campus. Yeah, I think it was two weeks wow. after arriving. Yeah. Yeah, and that was overwhelming. I, luckily, I had my sister there, and I showed up to her. <laughs> Rush started, I'm trying to remember, it was, like, on a Monday or something, and I had class, and I had these, like, really intense science classes, and so... I was going to be late to rush, and I called. It was a Friday, and so I, like, emailed the rush heads and was like, guys, I'm sorry, I have class. Like, I'm going to be late to rush. So I run from class to my sister's dorm and was like, can I borrow clothes? Like, what are good clothes? Because we went to a school where we wore uniforms, yeah. so we only had clothes for the weekend, yeah. and I wasn't confident in those clothes yet or ever. And um, Catherine, like, dressed me, and Aww. then I ran to rush and was amongst all these girls who were just overwhelming, and mm-hmm. it was such, like, an intense process that no one had really prepared me for. My oldest sister rushed, but she never really told me much about it. I mean, she was it. so much older than you. It wasn't yeah. like it was something she would have been, like, sharing with her 12-year-old sister. Yeah, yeah. And um, I never thought to ask her, like, what yeah. was it like? And I just assumed it would be fine. 
And then, um, yeah, it was so overwhelming. And I was so upset and confused and didn't meet anyone. I, there was a girl in my group I liked a lot, but for the most part, I couldn't really relate to anyone. Until I got to the last sorority house. And it was Alpha Chi, which I ended up joining. And there Aww. were all these, like, real girls who were, like, athletes and involved in XYZ on campus and relatable. And um, I stayed in Rush for Alpha Chi. Nice, nice. <laughs> but it was, yeah, and it was exciting because you had this organized, like, group of people mm-hmm. who were there to love on you. And I really thought that's what Alpha Chi was like. And so they organized all these activities for us all the time yeah. and um, and had us, you know, constantly moving and meeting new people and there was never a time that I felt like I knew all these people on campus within like two weeks yeah so, that's good actually I never yeah. think about like pen rushes in the spring and the way they sell that <clears throat> is like oh you're rushing in the spring so it gives you time to like kind of get your footing on campus mm-hmm. but at the same time by the time you know um you don't think about the fact that rushing in the fall gives you a chance to like it keeps you busy yeah um yeah. But it's also, I guess, and I guess part of the problem, the thing, too, one of the advantages of rushing in the spring is if you rush in the fall and don't get a bid, yeah, the rejection is going to hurt a lot more. But Yes. Yeah. And I rushed and did not get a Well, I did get a bid, but not to a sorority I wanted to be in. I forgot you rushed. Yeah. It was, um, I see, it's funny because you felt so confident about it, which just seems so natural for me for you to get into a sorority because you're such a friendly person who makes such a good first impression <laughs> I never never I never knew that you had, were stressed out or worried about it but I rushed because I was like I went to an all-girls school like this is just like what I'm gonna group do of girls yeah. yeah yeah totally um and I wound up um I thought I, I thought it went really well and I thought I was like you know meshing with the sororities that I liked and then wound up um not only getting a bid from a sorority I did not want to join and I thought, well, I didn't even get a bid. Oh, I guess I did, technically. I, what, I think you did. So well, what happened was the final night, you go back to, like, I'm just, you and C do the same thing, where it's, like, you have a final night where mm-hmm. you only go back to one, you go to two sorority houses at most, and mm-hmm. a lot of people only go to one, and it's bla- it's cocktail time yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so I went in, like, my gym clothes with my hair blow-dried and my makeup on to find out what sorority house I was going to go to back for the final night, and it was just that one that I didn't want to be in, and I just went up to my um, recruitment counselor and was like I'm not gonna go and um, was trying so hard not to cry and my recruitment counselor was in one of the crazy sororities at Penn that had the like stereotypes of like doing a lot of like cocaine and like partying really and she was really sweet yeah but also I was like kind of embarrassed to be like almost crying in front of her and so I was like I'm not gonna do this bye and she was like wait hold on sweetie no and I was like no and so I started crying in front of her Aww. and it was and I went back to my and then of course my roommate fit into the process much it was much more easy like mm-hmm. match for the process and was pretty much told that she could decide if she wanted to be in Tridelt or Penn's chapter of AKIO, which is mm-hmm. very different from UNC's chapter of AKIO based on what I've heard from the <laughs> two of you. And um, I was like, I just can't. Like, I'm not upset that she's getting a bit. I'm very happy for her, but I can't be around her being happy. Mm-hmm. And my godmother lived outside of Philadelphia, and I called her in tears. And I was like, I just need to come out here for the weekend. And her and her daughter was like, why is Marshall crying? And she, her daughter was probably like seven or eight at the time. And she was like, Marshall didn't get into a club that she wanted to be in. And she was, but Marshall is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like, thank God I had that to kind of go to. And I was also yeah, really fine. And yeah. like, I was very fine with it. And actually, then my senior year, I had two roommates. One was in Cayo and one was in uh, Alpha Phi. And they both just were, like, on final notice at the probation on their sororities, like, so not into it. And I was, like, I, know. I was probably talking to those girls, <laughs> yeah. them, when I w- those seniors when I was a freshman. And, like, thinking I was, like, and they were probably just, like, I don't want to be fucking doing this. Like, yeah. and that's probably one of the things that influences it, which was, you know, it sucks, but. Yeah, I know. I turned out okay. You did. <laughs> <laughs> it just sucks. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of rejection freshman year. I was actually talking to one of my friends about this recently. Yes. Um, I tried out for the vagina monologues and didn't get it. I remember that. I tried out for a play. I tried out for the improv troupe. I did everything short of try out for an acapella group, which I would never actually be a horrible <laughs> singer. But I just felt like I wasn't getting it, you know. But yeah, yeah. It takes a while to find your place. I don't know. Did you have any of that experience? Yeah, so. I remember you. Okay, so what happened was 
I tried out for one thing. It wasn't even trying out. It was a service trip, like one of those alternative mm-hmm. fall breaks. And I was a freshman, and you had to do this weird group interview process to go on a service weird. trip. Yeah. And it was super weird and selective. And I went, and I was the youngest person there. And they asked us all these questions. I was so sweaty and nervous. Aww. And I was, like, one of the only people to get rejected from it because it had, like, a cap of one minus everyone in that room. Oh, no. And I lost it. I just cried. I was so upset because it was like we came from a small school mm-hmm. where if you wanted to be the president of the dance club, you probably could. Yeah. And, you know, like a lot of, you know, big fish, little pond scenarios mm-hmm. and then big fish, huge pond. And um, in that same week, I made like my first B. Oh, no. In a Spanish class. And I was so upset. And I think I called you and after calling my mom and being like, I'm going to fail college. And she was Aww. like, no, you're not. Um, I called you and you were like, I've tried out for so many things. And I haven't gotten to any of them. <laughs> like, I know. You should keep trying, yeah. man. And I was like, I guess you're right. And so I think I, I tried out for a few more things and probably didn't get into any of those. But, you know, over time, you. Oh, yeah, totally. It's well, a good growing experience. Yeah, yeah. And when I wound up kind of falling into the groove in, yeah. um, I wound up working with community service, doing every, doing community service after school. Yeah. And that was such a good kind of grounding experience of just like hanging out with kids and like being happy to see them and having people that were excited to see you and remember who you were. Yeah. Um, and what about roommates? <laughs> Freshman year. Because Rory was also, like you, to bring it back, in a suite. Yes. Yeah. She had, remember the little tiny girl yes. she, who disappeared? You know I will say about what that show got right about Yale is at least all those people were weirdos. Yeah. Like yeah. at a school like Yale, mm-hmm. from what I've understood, a school that's that competitive it is full of a lot of weirdos. A lot of personalities. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, like that girl, I was like, that's probably, the, yeah, her little roommate who's super odd and young. Did she probably... disappear, though? I have this vague memory of her just, I mean, I guess they just moved out, and then she never yeah. showed back up the next season. Right. But she was so funny. Um, yeah, so I did Potluck, which is such a funny name. What's Potluck? Isn't that what it's called? I, I feel far... It's it's basically you go in and you say I'll take any roommate. Okay. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't even I didn't even occur to me to not. I guess at UNC there's so many people who are in state and know yeah. so many people. Yeah. That's more common to request roommates. So a lot of people I ended up becoming friends with had requested roommates, and it was either like a friend of a friend or mm-hmm. you know their mom's godchild or something. But I went potluck because I didn't know anyone else going. Yeah. Well, mostly, and um, then. I ended up with this really sweet girl who I love. I still love today. And she was actually friends with one of our friends from high school. And so we kind of had a little bit of a connection and we like hit it off in the beginning. It was really fun. Um, And then I rushed to sorority and like, you know, she, she wasn't really the sorority type. And we ended up kind of not just within the sorority. I had a lot of friends outside of Alpha Chi, but our general friend groups ended Mm -hmm. up being a little bit different and kind of, you know, diverged a little bit in activities and stuff like that. And I think she got a little bit homesick and, you know, winter came around and she had a really bad breakup and there was like a lot of things that happened. (laughs) And then was, did you call me and tell me about the live journal? No, you told me. I was on the phone with you and you were like, she has a live journal. And I was like, Leah, don't read it. (laughs) And you were like, you're right, you're right. And then a couple days later you (laughs) called me back and you were like, no, when you said not to read the live journal. (laughs) I was like, yes. I read it. And it was so funny because I started in the beginning, I guess, not even like anticipating what was to come. And it was like really sweet. Like, I love my roommate. We dance. She knows Michael Jackson dances. And you like, do know Michael Jackson dances. I used to. Not anymore. That's really sad. I know. Um, I tried at a wedding recently. <laughs> <laughs> complete Everyone was just like, is that girl having a seizure on the <laughs> dance floor? <laughs> Her legs are flailing. Uh, <laughs> um but, yes, it started out really sweet, and it was, like, talking about I, – I didn't come up all the time to journal yeah. about other things, obviously. That would be but, even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Day four, still love my roommate. <laughs> it was, like, a little creepy. I yeah. was, like, writhing through her live journal looking yeah. for myself. Not writhing. Writhing. Whatever. Rifling. 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 And as I kept going, it, like, got a little bit, like – little weird like there were like entries about like leah turned the ac up without asking me and it was like okay you know that's random i wish you would have told me that instead of live journaling but whatever and then she wrote a post about um one day i invited her to my sorority for brunch and it was just like they had brunch and she and i both love brunch and we used to go get brunch Mm -hmm. together a lot so it was like come over to brunch and 
she came over for the first time and she seemed to have fun. She talked with everyone. But she wrote this post that was just so weird. And it was, I mean, it was saying, it was essentially extremely untrue because at most of our lunches, people came in from class and they would just run in or came in from the gym. It was quick and casual and everyone ran in and ate and then ran out and it was a free lunch. Mm -hmm. And she wrote a post saying that everyone was wearing pink and pearls and that everyone was really weird and just wrote all these, I don't remember all the details, but it was just kind of oddly skewed view of a sorority. It's mm-hmm. like what you would expect a sorority to be from a movie. Right. Which was, I think, most people would say, I, I'm obviously biased, but most people would say Alpha Chi was not that right. kind of sorority. And, um, and so, yeah, among, after that post, I was a little bit like, well, that's weird. And, you know, I thought I was being nice, but whatever. And then they got even cattier and cattier and just little tiny things. Like, yeah. Leah made a noise today. And so... I think I talked to you and I was like, I want to confront her about this or something. And um, and I, I decided to do it in probably not the most mature way. As you, What did I say? You so, rem- of so course, you remember yeah. this and I don't. <laughs> so I, I'm infamous for having a very good memory. Um, but I remember what she, you would, and what you had said, and this is something we did in high school, but you were, we, we, we would be like, I think we got this from Mean Girls. We'd be like, you whore. But like jokingly. And I think she had written in her journal, in her life journal, like, Leah called me a whore, and I don't know if she was being serious or not. Like, she didn't know. Oh, and, so so, and so you said something to her along the lines of, like, blah, 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 just, like, let me know when you want the AC down. Oh, and by the way, you're not a whore, you're a slut. <laughs> like, a little jab. But like, I think, like, trying to be jokey about it. Yeah, but, like, hopefully. <laughs> but then she protected her live journal after that. Yeah, she locked it, secured it, so yeah. I couldn't read it anymore. Were y'all, <laughs> and do you think after that, were y'all friends again by the end of the year? We were. We got, we never were, like, as close as we had been in the yeah. beginning, but we definitely uh, are, I think she, her life got a little bit better. She was a little bit less mm-hmm. homesick and kind of found her new groove, maybe, yeah. at UNC and, um, Yeah. That freshman year um, roommate thing is hard because I feel like you almost kind of want a situation like what you had where it's not like you're super, super close. Although some people, my friends Rachel and Amelia, were freshman year roommates. One of them was from Boston. One was from New Hampshire. They got their roommate assignment over the summer. They talked on Facebook and they were like, let's meet in the middle. And they met in the middle in this little town in New Hampshire. It was like one mile long. And everyone was like, that's such a bad idea. If you meet and don't like each other, you're going to move into the year already hating each other. And they had lunch, and they just walked a loop around the town for, like, an hour. Like, they, they had nothing else to do in this tiny town because they'd already eaten. And they lived together all through Penn Aww. and through the first three years out of college until um, Rachel moved out on her own and Amelia moved with her boyfriend. That's so sweet. But that's, like, that's super unique. Yeah. I feel like what you really hope yeah. for is someone that you like and can get along with, but is probably, like, not going to be, like, your best friend. Yeah. Because um, my roommate was from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And I felt like we bonded because we both were from small towns, so we never locked our doors, which really confused people. We're like, we're from small. Nothing ever happened, thank yeah, goodness. Yeah. And we'd lock it at night, but it was generally like we'd leave it unlocked. Do you have a suite? No. Oh, you just had one. It was just, so it was, um, our entire hall was just two, was just doubles with a sink. Everyone had a sink, which was like, thank God. Yeah. We didn't have to nice. like, at least you could like brush your teeth and face. Yeah. And wash your face and wash your face <laughs> and like not have to see people until you were like had your like yeah um and we had a very big room thank goodness and she got a giant beanbag couch from pottery barn teen <laughs> and allison would sleep there because allison hated her roommate and oh. lives in such a tiny room she lived in a forced double if allison's beds weren't bunked there would not have been any floor space they had to bunk her beds oh my gosh and so Allison would, like, sleep in our room some nights on that PB teen couch. Speaking of bunked beds. Oh, yeah. No, I won't tell the story. No, I won't. You should. <laughs> Freshman year. You were casually asking, like, when you first got here, if I ever fell off. A bunk bed. A bunk bed. Why did I think of that? Why were we talking about? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I was just right, asking yeah. if I'd ever fallen off a bunk. Oh, because we were talking about, um, oh, Emma, your niece, Emma is going to be up on a tall bed. And I was like, but once you're on the bed, you don't really fall off. Like, has, have you ever fallen off a bunk bed? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> y'all lofted your beds. They weren't yeah, bunk beds. Yeah. They were lofted beds. I had a lofted bed. There desk underneath. Yeah. You know, it like conserves space mm-hmm. a little bit. And I guess because I was so used to being in a queen bed that – for the first semester, I fell off my bed multiple times. <laughs> I would wake up on the ground or in mid-fall. 
That's horrible. horrible. I know. Thankfully, we had va- our dorm room was like for a. I mean, now it's like. I'm so glad I don't have to sleep in a room where I have to listen to someone else breathing across the room. <laughs> but for I hope what you we never get married. <laughs> this is true. But like you, but like you know, you essentially you're like you're like welcome. This is a stranger that you will be listening to breathe all night. <laughs> but um, at the time, at the now you like as soon as you don't have to live share a room with someone, you're like, I can't believe I did that. Like, yeah, that seems like medieval, but. For at the time, we had a we our dorm room was extremely spacious. We had plenty of space. Um, but thankfully, I did not have to bunk my bed, and I was not constantly falling off of it. <laughs> Although I will say, when sophomore year, when I we I did, I was in a tiny little double with Meg, and we bunked the beds. And I think there was a guard, but one night. I was a little overserved at a Christmas party, and my roommates were convinced that if I slept on the top bunk, I would get it. I would fall off. So they made me sleep on the couch for that reason. They were worried that a similar thing, fate would befall me. It might happen. Yeah, and instead, <laughs> a fire alarm went off in the middle of the night, and I they tried to make me to put on clothes. And the only thing I remember from that, because I was like dead asleep when this happened, and then I remember being in the stairwell and seeing this girl vomiting in a trash can, and me thinking. At least I'm not as bad off as that girl. <laughs> that was like my only memory College. of that. Yeah, I was just like, just being like, at least I'm not the girl vomiting in the trash can. <laughs> like, the standards are so high. Um, actually, which makes me think of drinking freshman year. Because you and I were not partiers in high school. Did you no. drink at all in high school? No, the first time I ever had, like, more than a teaspoon. I don't know if your parents ever were like, yeah, you can try it. Yeah. They would give you a teaspoon, and you'd be like, ugh, gross. Um, was with you. It was when we went, We had a family dinner, and our parents were like, you can have a glass of wine with us. Oh, so I don't that remember was, that. That was the first drink I ever had. It was senior year. We just okay. graduated. And so they were, I guess they figured, you know, yeah. you're about I to hated wine, at, like, at first. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't like it either. I don't think I finished yeah, glass. And I, it was like some kind of, I had a little bit of like a self-righteousness about it at the beginning mm-hmm. of freshman year and that like I didn't want to be one of those people mm-hmm. who was just going to go get wasted and whatever. And it wasn't like a, a legality thing necessarily, yeah. but it was just, you know. Like I, I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. And I would see these people like flopping all around the freshman dorms, you know, drunk yeah. and wasted. And I just, I didn't want to do that. And, um, and then I went to my first real party, like probably a month in and someone offered me a beer and I guess I just had this it was I think it was after um I broke up with my high school boyfriend who I redated the oh, first yeah. month of <laughs> college it feels like a very Rory Gilmore movie it actually. really is a Rory yeah you said you, you said you didn't identify with her I love know, life at all but actually but you and your high school boyfriend broke up and then he was at UNC too and y'all got back together I remember you telling me on the phone you were like this sounds kind of dramatic but we're back together <laughs> Because <laughs> our breakup was just so amicable, because we probably should have been friends the whole time anyway. Yeah. And it was just very like, well, I guess we will never see each other again until we go to college together in the fall. <laughs> so I guess we better break up and not get back together in the fall. <laughs> and but then, then we did. Uh, yeah, and then I think we both got a little homesick, and then we started dating again, and we broke up again, like, amicably. Yeah. But I just, I had this moment of, like, whatever, you know, like, yeah. I'm over it. And I had my first, like, beer. It was disgusting. And, but I remember having this feeling, I think I called our friend Brittany, who you will later interview, and I was like, Brittany, I'm so drunk. Yes. (laughs) That was such a thing of like, you'd have to like text. Now it's like, can you imagine being like, I'm drunk, I need to text you, but you would text and be like, I'm so drunk, I'm so, or like, I remember Lauren and I would text each other, you don't know you're drunk until you can't feel your face. Which like, can you imagine how, like, how much alcohol that probably would take now? Like now if I like... I don't remember the last time I was drunk enough to be like, can't feel face. But like, that's what you would do. Can't feel face. I know. But yeah, my, um, it took me a long time to drink freshman year because, and I remember this was such a good moment where like, I just thought that like everyone else seemed like they drank were like so experienced and I never drank in high school. And I remember that spring, my friend Sam saying something about, um, fresh first couple weeks of freshman year and he was like yeah we were all telling the one story about drinking in high school and acting like it was every weekend in high school and I was like oh a lot of y'all were doing like it was the first time I didn't like take everyone at face value yeah and I'm sure there obviously were people who drank a lot in high school but I think there was plenty of people who were kind of exaggerating and yeah um and I just took everyone at face value and was like I guess I'm just the loser here who never drank 
I remember being, I don't even remember who this was, but I remember being at a dinner and it was like a, like a group dinner and this girl being like, will it be as fun to drink when we're 21 and it's legal? I'm worried. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to hate it here. And so I didn't drink at all. And like, I remember I, I fell in with this group of people who like studied on Friday nights. I haven't thought about this in so long. It was like, I didn't know who else to hang out with. And so I fell in kind of with this like group of people who like, they were literally like, I was doing homework with them on a Friday night and just walking home to my, back to my dorm. Through, like this was in a, the big freshman quad and walking back to my room, just crying and being like, this will be the next four years is like hanging out with people who do homework on Friday. I remember one of them being like, it'll be really good. We'll get all our homework done on Friday and on Saturday we can do something fun and me being like, gosh, you know, <laughs> I know. And so it wasn't until, and I, like I said, I met Allison my first day at Penn and it took me in. Allison was one of the people out partying and I was just like, oh, I guess I'm left behind. Yeah. And, um, I went back to, and then when Alice and I kind of reconnected a couple of weeks into school, I went out with her to a party and they were serving gin and tonics, <laughs> yes. which the listener does not know. But when <laughs> Leah and I were children, our grandmother would let us suck the lime out of her gin and tonics. And, Such a fond memory. and so like, I was just like, oh, this is like mother's milk. Like, yeah. And so I would just drink a ton <laughs> of gin so and tonics and got wasted and was kept telling people i'm not drunk i'm not drunk allison i can paw block and drop it allison i can paw block and drop it on the street and allison was like marcia you're drunk come on <laughs> and that was kind of the beginning of me like finding my groove freshman year yeah it was gin and tonics and pop block and drop it well i was gonna say just really quickly when we were talking about dorm room furniture and living with people can we talk about how emily gilmore decorated rory's whole room yes. so it actually looked like its own beautiful oh it was so nice and she hated it but I was, I well it's so funny because so <laughs> now i'm like now i'm like why didn't she like that but i do remember there was a girl who like had all her dorm room furniture moved out and at the time you're like weirdo maybe now that we're older we just like comforts i know i know god <laughs> i remember what, what what posters did you have up in your freshman dorm do you remember oh gosh no i don't even know i'm sure i had posters I was very anti a lot of posters. I had um, Little Miss Sunshine. I don't even know where I got it. I remember that. Picture. I had a huge Little Miss Sunshine poster, which is actually like a nice, like it's like all yellow. Yeah, it's really pretty. It was a nice, like kind of not super postery. And I lived on the same hall. It's funny because Penn can recruit athletes, but can't give them scholarships. And um, so, but one of the things they would do, and I had a friend who rode and was recruited to row. And she told me that, like, one of her row coaches – and we were in the quad, which is, like, where freshmen really want to be. It's the oldest dorm on Penn's campus. It's really mm-hmm. beautiful. One of her row coaches was like, you like that quad dorm room? And so I think but we had a lot, a high instance of varsity athletes on our hall because that was, like, a perk they could give them. But um, – so we had a lot of football players on our hall. <laughs> And I just like never felt so small. Even an even an Ivy League football player is a big person. Yes, yes. And like opening the door and being amongst all these football players. But I say across the reason I thought of this is across the hall, these two broy football players, and they had that poster that every college guy has of the two girls making out in the bed. Have you ever seen that? No. It's called the kiss. And it's just women it's women in matching t shirt and underwear kissing. And it was just like right whenever their door was open and you just walk out and see that and you'd be like Welcome to college. Wow. It'd be like that and like the John Belushi poster. That's what I think of as the stereotypical college posters. And for girls, it's like the picture of like Audrey Hepburn mm-hmm. or like a Marilyn Monroe yeah. poster. I think I had, now that we're talking about it, I know that we went to Bed Bath & Beyond, you know, like the prototypical yeah, yeah. Bed Bath & Beyond trip to pick out your furniture and whatnot. And I picked out a poster. There was a picture of an elephant sitting and the back of an elephant and like a little girl putting her arm around the elephant which just like it was a black and white picture <laughs> very arty it's very just, artful it felt really sweet and yet yeah. artful if only i'd had an emily gilmore in my life i know i know to decorate a lot more tastefully done do you remember hall crawls did you ever have hall crawls? no it's a hall crawl oh my god it was a horrible idea and i never remember i was never excited about it i never wanted to participate and I don't, I think we did it in our dorms. They did it in fraternity houses, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm pretty sure we also did it in the dorms. It probably wasn't legal. But um, each room would have its own shot. Yeah. And everyone made, so you like went around, you crawled, you know, mm-hmm. it was like a bar crawl <clears throat> around the hall. And you tried shots in each room. And I mean, you know, inevitably each room would get disgusting yeah. and full of random alcohol. Uh, we called and... those hotel parties. Oh, yeah. 
Isn't that weird? <laughs> Why does that make any sense? Because I was like, going, I don't know, actually, now that you're saying that. Anyway. <laughs> Lee Stars was an actual crawl around a hall. Because <laughs> you would end up the night crawling. Probably. Um, I remember being, like, people trying to... I was in a private dorm my second year. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was maybe slightly more legal there. and It was pretty common to do it. And people trying to pressure me and my roommate to be a part of hall crawls and just being like, no. That's a horrible. Idea. That's actually what they do. Remember when they have the first party of the year and Paris yeah, is like, is, yeah, "What yeah, room yeah. is our room going to be? What room is our room going to be?" Yeah, we never did anything. We would have pregames. It wasn't ever like open to the hall, yeah. which is actually so funny. And again, there's a, I think I had this. I ha- and this is something I have to remind, continue to remind myself as an adult. But I have this ability to take things at face to just believe what I see on the surface is what's going on. Mm-hmm. So like. I thought everyone else had this, like, was just totally at ease with freshman year. I assumed that everyone – and I also assumed everyone on my freshman hall was best friends, except for me. Yeah. I felt like the odd person out, and I just assumed they all got along, and I was the one – you know, because they all liked to go out, and I just assumed that they were all hanging out without me, and no one liked me. And little did I know, literally did not find this out until senior year, my friend Ethan, who was on my freshman hall, and I always, like, liked him and was very friendly with him – but did not become friends with him until um, senior year when he, because he had gone abroad with some of my um, other friends from later on in college. And I just always thought that like everyone else was hanging out without me. And he, he remember, I also don't remember the names of everyone in my hall. So one of my favorite things to do is get him to tell me those people's names and remember <laughs> that they exist. But I was like, I, he was like, no, no one was friends. Like there were like these four girls who got along, but they mm-hmm. were always fighting. And... I don't know. I, I think, you know, and like these people didn't like these people. And I just assumed it was like this big, happy family that I wasn't a part of. Yeah. But I was completely wrong. But I, and that's something that I have to remind myself now. And even like I remember feeling that in middle school. Oh, yeah, definitely. I remember talking senior year of high school because it was the same middle and high school, talking to people and being like, I just always thought you were really cool. And they're like, I thought you were cool. And we were all weird 11 year olds. None of us were cool. Yeah. And I think the same probably holds true for college too. <laughs> We're finding out that Molly Fordigas, who, for the listeners, is a wonderful, sweet, amazing, tiny person in our lives from high school, finding out in high school that she was scared of me in middle school. And I feel like I'm the least scary person alive. Yeah. (laughs) That's something I have to, should always try to even remind myself of now that that's probably something that I don't even realize is still when I, when I'm jealous of someone or think someone has something I don't have, that it's probably that same thing in action. Yeah. I know. I realized that again. Because I feel like there was something about going to a big school like UNC where it was such a big environment. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't remember ever feeling like, I guess later on when it seemed to get smaller. Right. I felt like people might be doing things without me or, you know, wondered what other people's lives were like. And but in the beginning, it just felt like this huge new city almost that Mm -hmm. I was in. And I hardly knew anyone in it. And it was exciting. And I also tend to forget really hard things in my life, so I'm sure I also had really hard moments, and I don't remember them. Um, But nothing, I feel like the more dramatic transition for me was actually medical school, and we talked a little bit about this, but it was, because for UNC, again, it was so big, and there, yeah, there was tension. You you could have tension with someone one day, but you wouldn't see them. You didn't have to see them for like a week if you didn't Mm -hmm. want to, because the campus was so large, and there were so many different groups, and you could, you know, go in and out of groups if you pleased, and... But I started medical school, and there's about 100 people in our class, which is about the size of our high school class. Mm-hmm. And it was the weirdest thing because you felt – I felt like I was an adult when I started medical school because I took a year out, so I was 23. And you'd been working. I've been Work. working. Yeah, I worked in the real world. I had, this, like, you know, kind of a salary, I think. I worked part-time. Mm-hmm. But, um, and – and there were some older people in my class, but it was a lot of people who came straight out of college. But regardless, I felt like we were all adults and older. And it was, it just felt like we all went right back into a high school mode. And there was a lot of cattiness and a lot of little clicks and a lot of people hooking up with people and being weird about it. And, and I, but beyond that, beyond the later, when I f- first came into medical school, I had this really distinct feeling of, hey, like, I'm cool. I promise I'm cool. And I don't know how to prove it to you. Yeah, people like Please me. Please like me. People like me in other circles. Like, <laughs> I'm that. <laughs> and um, I don't remember having that feeling since maybe. I'm sure I had it in the beginning of college. But that's farther away. Yeah. So I don't really. It was just, it was much more poignant, I guess, because I thought I was an adult and I didn't need to mm-hmm, feel that mm-hmm. way. You thought you were over that. Yeah. And, yeah. 
oh yeah, but I wanted to hear a little bit about how you said you met one of your first best friends in college was Emily. Yes. Um, so we were talking earlier about the need to be older for some reason Mm -hmm. your freshman year the need to portray yourself as this older experienced person who's been drinking for years and you know who knows what and I didn't have that need as much in the beginning in the very beginning because I kind of I had my boyfriend from home and I had my sister and I didn't feel like I was really working to impress a lot of people but I ended up hanging out with my sweet mates around halfway through and they were partiers they went out every night almost every night and um they were they talked about how much they partied in high school and they were just very different people from who I am or who yeah. I've ever been friends with and uh it was also a reaction to me breaking up with my boyfriend our traumatic breakup <laughs> our amicable traumatic breakup and um and Emily Willis one of my best friends from college she had been hanging out with him for a while and I just assumed she was also this party girl who was so used to it and loved hanging out with boys and was used to hanging out with boys and drinking and partying. And um, one night I said under my breath something along the lines of, <clears throat> sorry, like, I've never, something, I, I can't even remember what I said, but it was probably something along the lines of, I never did this in high school. You know, everyone's talking about high yeah. school. And I was like, no, I've never did this in high school. And she looked at me with wide eyes and was like, me either and we both kind of like got off from the group and we realized that we were both these really sheltered children who baked cookies on weekends in high school (laughs) and like and we're very confused by this new world of partying and Mm -hmm. um and then we started hanging out almost exclusively (laughs) and um I remember just as a side note when we said bye at the end of call at the end of that freshman year I dropped off at the airport And we started bawling, and it was this really goofy thing, because in retrospect, you know, we saw each other three months later, and it was like, I almost feel like we were crying because it was the end of this freshman year thing. Like, Mm -hmm. we had, we realized that we had gone through this interesting life event that had been crazy and had a lot of ups and downs for both of us, and um, we'd been there for both of our ups and downs, and now things are going to change somehow, and... Yeah, I remember just feeling very emotional about it. When she got out of the car, I cried with her, and then I cried for hours afterwards. <laughs> and I guess that means that I love freshman year to some extent. Yeah, but. I feel like it was really hard, and now that I don't know if I could do it now, if you're like, you have to do this again, I guess you kind of voluntarily did it again by going to med school. Yes. like throwing yourself back out and out there in that kind Gosh. of situation. But I remember like, yeah, it totally laid the groundwork for the next couple years of my life. But... um yeah, it was just, like, ex- like I didn't realize how, like, it was just kind of exhausting to always be on, and mm-hmm. there were things you could, you know, I just knew I could say in front of my friends from high school, just, like, dumb little things of, like, making fun of, like, a certain kind of t-shirt or a certain kind of food, and, like, you and if you said that in front of the wrong person, they'd be like, oh, but that's my favorite movie, you know, and so you're yeah. always kind of, like, on guard around people and trying to be, like, the best version of yourself, and then you go home, and you would just be like oh my god like and we're you know i went back for fall break which in retrospect just seems absurd i had a three-day weekend you went back home yeah and i went home which i was just like any chance i had i was like i had to be home and there were some times where i was like you know i had friends we had a bunch of friends who were at uga and all hanging out with each other university of georgia and part of me was just like should i have just stayed closer to home just because i would have known people and they would have known me and i would have been you know been able to kind of fit in more and you know I think not surprisingly what wound up happening is by the end of college that kind of core group of friends that I had there were a lot of midwesterners and southerners in that group so I kind of (laughs) wound up finding them anyway yeah yeah um but yeah I was kind of like where you know when am I going to be able to find like I um have the people that I had like the friendships that I had in high school and I also enjoyed high school some people were ready to kind of reinvent themselves and I kind of had to be shoved out of the nest a little bit yeah yeah, and I always remember I would tell myself, up like, it's okay, I'll just move back to Chattanooga afterwards, but whoops. <laughs> you didn't. Whoops. So Sorry. Rude. I remember, and I remember there was a moment freshman year where I was like, you know what? What makes me sad now is knowing that in a couple years I won't want to move home. Yeah. And wow. That's, that's very I know. I don't know, but insightful. I remember thinking, like, <laughs> it's, it makes me sad that one day I won't feel like this about being home. So yeah. that came true, so... Sorry, freshman year, Marshall. I don't. I don't think I had that realization until I went home after senior year, just for a little bit, in, yeah. in a transition between home and Nashville. And um, 
and it didn't really feel like home anymore. And that was the first Aww. time, I guess. I'm not really sure why. And yeah, and I realized nowhere felt like home. And wow. that was so sad yeah. to me, you know, because I, like Chapel Hill, probably had felt like home before, but it was no longer my home. Mm-hmm. And then home wasn't home, and Nashville's not your home yet. Yeah, yeah. It was I do remember you because you um. I, I think I remember once I was at your house when you were home for over a very, for a very brief period of the summer, maybe between sophomore and junior year of college, and being upstairs in your house and looking for a towel. It's so funny that you remember because you're not going to remember this at all. Yeah, of course. I was looking for a towel in your bathroom, and I was like, there's no towels in the bathroom. And you looked at me and you said, well, I don't live here anymore. And I was just kind of like, we don't live at our homes anymore? Or like, or I was so shocked that like you could feel that way because I still felt very much like I lived in my home. Yeah, yeah. And I was just kind of like oh okay like we don't you don't live here anymore (laughs) yeah i was thinking when we were talking about this i was thinking that rory never had that experience because she gets to she always goes home Mm -hmm. she's home all the time which is obviously how they keep the plot going but because they have to involve kirk right (laughs) best um (laughs) but yeah she's but she's she's in connecticut and she's very close to home she's able to go home a lot and go back to stars hall to kind of get away from the college experience go with her grandparents yeah yeah she go in front and like it's funny because to me it just seems like so punishing although as meg pointed out it's a small price to pay for a yale education but um the fact that she has to spend every friday night with her grandparents but she seems really happy to do it and seems to really be happy to yeah (laughs) this is true as to a college student oh my god what were the weird foods you would eat Oh, I ate anything that was free. I would go to other dorms study breaks and take... Um, I remember this. And I would, like... <laughs> I remember wearing my ski jacket to a study break and so putting... you could steal Clementines food? in every pocket. And ski jackets have a lot of pockets. You sneaky little mushroom. <laughs> I just was like, it's free. Because I don't remember what I ate freshman year because I hated the dorm food and I didn't have a kitchen. Yeah. I had a lot of meals left over and I had a lot of... We had dining dollars. I had a lot of dining dollars left over. Mm-hmm. It is entirely unclear. I think I lived off Pringles and oh, study break food. Yeah. Once I went into the cafeteria, because I had so much dining points or whatever we had left over, and I got two boxes of cookies, and I got a Diet Coke, and I left. Like, (laughs) this is a meal. (laughs) This is what we do in college. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we also, and we also had, our sorority had um, lunches for free, and, you know, well, it was included in whatever price you paid in the beginning. And I would always, even if I was so full, I would box up an extra lunch to go. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like I was a starving child mm-hmm. who would never get fed again. Um, yeah. It's such an interesting way that like the American college, the traditional American college system kind of sets you up because in Europe, you often live at home for those four years of college. Like it's very common to go to school close by because education is free. Um, but that we would, the way we were kind of set up is like, the way you're kind of introduced into the real world is by living in a tiny room with a stranger without a kitchen <laughs> and like no one really prepares you because and like no one you know you don't know how you have to like figure out how to eat and like no one's like you, you go from someone presumably giving you meals to like no one telling you when to eat or how to eat and um yeah i was thinking actually about how like recently i was talking to allison's little sister about who is um living in an apartment for the first time ever and having conflicts with her roommate and kind of reminding me of what it was like to be in having conflicts with people and like how you're not really you kind of have to figure it out on the go and like no one has the like kind of like what you're talking about with your roommate where it's like no one has the like toolkit yet to like deal with problems like adults and there's like no and you your only person to help you is your ra who's like a 19 year old yes oh, and so RA like horrible and so i remember like thinking like <laughs> you could handle everything by the book like like if you were to write into an advice columnist or ask your mother what you should do and your mother could say just in a calm voice say hey when you, if you have a chance could you clean up you're in like or like could you not put your clothes on my bed and your roommate and, and thankfully i never had the situation too often but like I knew plenty of people who would make reasonable requests of their roommates, like, you know, like, oh, could you not, like, play music at 10 a.m., you know, at 10 p.m.? I'm trying to study for my exam. And people would flip out. Yeah, yeah. You could do everything right and try to handle it so calmly and so diplomatically. And the person you're, like, asking, this, making this request of could totally flip out and make your life hell. 
That's so funny. I wonder how, what different skills people come out with when they live with roommates versus people who live at home during college. Because some people do that yeah. in America. Yeah, that's true. Know. That's true. That's very true. And if there's any significant advantage to like toughing it out with a roommate and figuring I mean, out I think, what... yeah, hopefully you, you learn lessons kind yeah, of unpleasantly, but oh my gosh, and you're just like realize, and it's such a, and it's so hard to realize what's happening is that you're just coming with all these assumptions on how your family does things. And even though you probably think like in the grand scheme of things, like we're all, the vast majority of college students are probably like also children of college, mostly children of college graduates who are part of the middle class and upper middle class and upper class. And like, we're not all that different. But there's just enough little things where, like, you assume, like, in my family, you always make the bed. Or in this family, you don't care. And, like, everyone has different standards of cleanliness. And how do you communicate that? And, I mean, that's hard to do with roommates in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. But it's even, you know, in college, it's like there's you're in this, like, tiny little pressure cooker and everything is so small. And you're trying to figure it out. And that's, I mean, Gilmore Girls kind of shows it with Paris and the roommate who's the runner that Paris just, like, has it out for. I forgot about the runner roommate. Yeah. And Paris is convinced that she's, like, making too much noise and getting up too early and yelling at her constantly. And because you're just, like, you're going from where things, you don't realize that even if you don't always get along with your family, you're kind of trained to expect things yeah. in ways you probably can't even articulate. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can't, you don't know how to, like, adjust your expectations or... Yeah, but I think it's a useful thing. Hopefully, you either learn it or you tough it out and you figure out you can never live with someone again and hopefully yes. <laughs> can live by yourself. Gosh. Yeah, I was thinking back on Roy's roommates. And I, I feel like there's not a lot of emphasis on her relationships with those roommates. Yeah, she seems pretty happy. Yeah, she seems pretty easygoing and lets them kind of do their own thing. Was, um, oh my gosh, what's what's the name of her first love? Dean. Dean. Didn't Dean just show up to her dorm often? Or any of her boyfriends, did they just show up? He was bringing, remember he comes to the dorm to bring the bookcase for Lorelai? Yes. That's when he tells her he dropped out of school. Yeah. And she freaks out. He's married at the time. He's married. I don't know why I had a feeling that, or maybe it was Logan, one of her boyfriends keeps showing up at her dorm. And that was my biggest pet peeve as a roommate was oh, when, yeah. like, I would walk in and there would just well, be some guy. Do you remember guy. your sister had such a problem with her freshman year roommates because she had to share a bunk bed and she would hear her roommate, this was, this yes. is the middle sister, Catherine, she would hear her roommate, she would tell her roommate, like, please don't have sex, they were in a bunk bed. And she'd be like, please don't have sex in the bunk bed. And her roommate, Simple request. Yeah. And her roommate would call her boyfriend and be like, and Catherine would hear her on the I phone going, she's asleep. She's asleep. And Catherine's like, I'm not asleep. <laughs> and like, what do you do at that point? But like, God, like, can you imagine living like that still? Where you like have to like, you're like, you're like kissing activities, hookup activities are contingent on like being able to keep someone else out of the room. Yeah. I actually, well, I mean, you know this, but I had a lot long distance boyfriend mm-hmm. for maybe two months or something in college different from the first boyfriend very serious was yes, this and this was this was both freshman year yes yeah it started it started at my new year's eve party if i mm-hmm, it did. may claim a little bit of responsibility <laughs> for better or for worse it's all your fault yep um no it was it was a good learning experience yeah most of my dating actually all of my real dating happened my freshman year that's college, impressive very interesting um and sad but yeah, we had a long-distance relationship, and he came up to visit all the time because he was in high school. He was a younger man. <laughs> just a year younger. Don't make it sound so sketchy. <laughs> but it always sounds so silly. I was like, yeah, my high school boyfriend's coming up. And um, my roommate was super sweet, and every weekend he came up, she had a boyfriend too. She would just disappear to her boyfriends and, like, knew that this was our special time mm-hmm. for a special time. <laughs> I regret those words. Yeah. <laughs> alone time yeah alone time and um yeah so we kind of have like our own space yeah whenever you yeah came thankfully up. we didn't have to deal with that at all freshman year um once sophomore year I remember asking Meg if I could let if Meg would sleep in the living room because I had brought a boy home and she was like no I am tired and I will not let you I offered to pay her and she turned <laughs> wow. it down and the next day, she was on the rugby team, and the next day she said, I told the rugby players what happened, and they are all on your side. <laughs> I was well, like, there you go. I'm glad they shamed you. That's honesty. 
I was just like, please, please. And she was just like, no, I'm tired. And the thing was, her bed, and she won't mind me saying this because this is absolutely true. Her bed was disgusting. We were, we, were, we, were, we had our, we bunked our beds our first semester sophomore and the second semester we unbunked them. Mm-hmm. And her bed was on the far side of the room. And I remember there being rollerblades in her bed. And she would sleep with her like, or with her hamper on her bed. And when our roommate, Sheena, who was from New Jersey, would go back home for the weekend, she always told us we were, like, welcome to sleep in her room. Sheena had, like, a memory foam topper and had, like, it was in her own room. Everything about that was a better situation. I was like, can you sleep in Sheena's room? She's not here. She won't mind. And Meg was just like, no. (laughs) Did you sleep in Sheena's room? Yes. With the boy. (laughs) Sorry, Sheena. Sheena, you're the same. (laughs) Desperate times. Desperate times. Oh, my God. You had to make do with what you had. And we had a little kitchen that year, and that was such a learning curve. Did you ever – you had a – you lived in a house. I think that was also an advantage of being in a situation where you eventually either lived off campus or lived in a dorm with a kitchen. Yes. That was a, such a learning curve to learn how to share that space. Yes. We um, we were a little bit OCD about it, and which maybe was a good thing. I don't really know. And we labeled everything and had every part of the kitchen labeled mm-hmm. on whose was whose. And there wasn't a lot of sharing. And I mean, there was sharing of meals. If someone was cooking, they might yeah. offer other people meals. But um, it was very delineated. So I guess that there, there would be no issues. And we had like a chore chart and everything. Not, wait, actually, did you obey the chore chart? You know... I was I just wondering remember. recently. I was like, has a chore chart ever worked in the history of did. chore charts? Like, I remember always feeling really guilty if I didn't do yeah. mine and kind of running to do it. Because I think That's we impressive. did it on a weekly basis. Yeah. So it was this week, Leah would do sweeping mm-hmm. the hall floors. And, you know, I would try to run and hurriedly do it. I don't know how well I did it. But um, it, it made me feel guilty for sure. <laughs> That's, That's that impressive. Was the duty we of never, the chore chart. I feel like we would make our chore charts every almost – at least twice in college a tour chart was attempted and neither time it was really stuck to at all i do remember one time it being like one of the things was like clean the bathrooms i mean like the bathroom would be cleaned every week like the hall bathroom and i would just kind of spray some febreze in it and be like it's clean now guys <laughs> <laughs> well if i went back into my college house it was this old house from probably the early 1900s that was literally falling apart at the seams mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure they've knocked it down Aww. already one of our roommates went by and said it was um condemned <laughs> we found possums in the basement oh, we have forgot about the possums <laughs> it's a whole scandal um because i fed the possum because i didn't want the possum to die oh no <laughs> got really mad at me <laughs> it's like that's like a that's like a it's like a very like disturbed version of snow white <laughs> She's like charmed by charms all the animals. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it was disgusting. And one of our roommates now, husband, would come in every once in a while and would just like put his finger on the staircase uh, and like tons of dust would uh, come up. We'd all be like, Oh Brent, he's so picky. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Brent, high standards. <laughs> not have to be clean. Oh my god. Um and I think you just get used to it. Even, oh, totally. Even in the house I'm in You can in adapt now. to anything. Yeah. We're, we're sitting right now in the house I've been living in for the past four years, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's definitely cleaner and in better shape than my college house by leaps and bounds. But it is by no means a clean house. <laughs> and it rarely has ever been. And I'm totally okay with it. Yeah. And, uh, That's a good sign, though. It's just like you're just moving up in the world. Yeah. Right? And slow incremental changes. <laughs> yeah, tiny little baby steps. Yeah. But it was this year. This was probably the first year that I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need I need cleanliness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. All right. Anything else? Um, no. Do we right. just end on this note? No, 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 no. Okay. We end with you telling me. What would be in your grab bag from Alice Pancake World? Oh, gosh. Uh, um, they ever have sushi? Yeah, like you can have whatever Asian you want. Fusion. You, you can have whatever you want. Yeah. It doesn't have to be... It's just like if you could imagine your perfect ethnic. bag of food. <laughs> you can imagine your perfect bag of food. Uh, oh, my God. Grab okay. bag of food. If I've it to you. There would be a lot of Greek food. Okay. Mostly Greek food. Mm-hmm. The side of sushi. Okay. But not, no, sorry, not Greek food as in the kind you find in Greece. But Greek food <laughs> as in the kind you find in America. Okay. So I find Greek food disgusting. Um, they don't have hummus in Greece. Okay. 
just FYI. So you want like kind of like a like a generically Mediterranean mm-hmm. American platter, tzatziki, yes. mm-hmm. lamb, and then, uh, yeah, lamb for sure. Lots of pita bread and um, sushi. Okay. Reputable sushi. <laughs> nice, nice. I don't think Al's pancake world would no. have reputable sushi. No, this sushi, is like but... in the perfect world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. But we're kind of describing his um. Also, well, finish what you're gonna say. I'll say what I was gonna say next. I think that's all. Okay, I was gonna say that sounds like something you could probably get at one Chef Lynn's buffet. Remember Chef Lynn in Chattanooga? No. Chef Lynn is a place in Chattanooga. I've only been into it once, but some people love it. It is five ninety nine for lunch and seven ninety nine for dinner, and it's an all you can eat buffet. And they have, they have Greek sushi. Food? I mean, they have. I mean, they don't have Greek food, but they have Chinese food, sushi, a salad bar, an all-you-can-eat raw bar. Oh my gosh! Minnie, our grandmother Minnie, loves the crab legs there, <laughs> and it's like seven ninety nine, and it includes all-you-can-eat sushi. What's their rating from the health department? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but they have really good Yelp scores. People, okay love chef lynn buffet but i don't i can't guarantee you can get i cannot guarantee you can get greek food there but i do remember going there once Mm -hmm. and getting like mozzarella sticks and like frozen yogurt and like you know like mongolian barbecue (laughs) frozen yogurt yeah i mean what what is a buffet without a frozen yogurt machine (laughs) i mean yes um yeah that place is disgusting but has everything you'd ever want so you should check it out next time you want raw oysters (laughs) For the low, low price. <laughs> I'm actually getting really nauseous talking about <laughs> okay, this. Okay, okay, we're 